Joy Morris, inviting you to listen to True Stories of the Wild West, hosted by C.R. King, a production of R.K. Enterprises. We're going to talk about Luke Short. He was born in 1854, died in 1893. Luke, as it was said, was an Indian at heart. When he was young, he worked on an Indian reservation. He learned to speak Sioux, and he knew their customs well. In a famous book written by Bat Masterson, gunfighters, famous gunfighters of the Western frontier, he called Luke a white Indian. <laughs> so, He called him a white Indian. Well, Luke did a good job, but it didn't pay well. And he and a partner decided to bootleg whiskey. And of course, they sold it to the Indians. Now, back in those days, it was damn near a hanging offense. And word gets out after a while, the cavalry came and arrested Luke as he was, as he was making the new batch making a new batch. His partner was in town selling off the whiskey that they had already made. So he got captured. He was taken into town. They put him on a train. They were going to ship him out to stand trial. He convinced the men he wouldn't run. After all, he's on a train. So unhandcuff him, and they did. Well, Luke saw his partner at the town as they were boarding, and he turned around, and he addressed a crowd that had gathered watching him handcuffed being brought in. And he spoke in Sioux, which his partner also knew very well. And he told his partner there's a particular bin where the train would slow down, he would escape, and please be there. Well, that's exactly what happened. He jumped off the train when it slowed down. He got onto the wagon, and off they went to Leadville, Colorado. Now, Leadville had just opened up uh, about two years earlier. It was a mining town, and they found silver. And it was a large, large boom town in this time. It was there that he discovered Gambling. I mean, he always knew about gambling, but he learned to like poker, but he really came to like, which would become his game, Faro, F-A-R-O. It's a card game that he became a dealer. Now, Luke was a very bright man, but he was not learned, did not learn to read and write, did not understand manners. But he started hanging out with the higher echelon of the town. And he mimicked them as far as dress. He learned how to read. He learned by reading, and he became a gentleman, per se. Some people would call him a dandy. He was very well-dressed. And he was very good at his game of poker, a Fargo, a Faro. Well... 
they they were good because they, when they came into town, they had a whole bunch of pine top and the horses and and the wagon. Pine top was the name of their whiskey they brewed. Sold it off. That's when he started gambling. He did well. So well, long story short, he split up with his partner. Well, before I go on to the next town, something happened. He was sitting there and he was placing a, a bet on the table, the faro, faro table. This guy, this well-known man-killer of a gunman, walked by, grabbed that bet, and walked off with it. Look, was shocked, but he yelled out, Hey, stop it! That's my money! That's my bet! And I want it back. The gunslinger told him it was his. If he tried to take it, he would shoot his hand off. Luke put his gun to the guy's face and shot him. Right through the cheeks. The guy lived. He got his money back. Mr. Short did. And he started to develop a reputation. Don't mess with Luke Short. By the way, it's funny that his name was last name was Short. Because he was a short man. He was roughly five foot six, if that much. And people thought he was weak because he was not a big, burly man. Boy, were they surprised. The saloon owners enjoyed him, his company. They encouraged him to hang out for it was good for their business. Well, this guy decided he was going to take his money, Luke's money. Luke told him to leave. He challenged him to go out to this middle of the street, this man, whoever he was, and Luke did. Luke came back in, that man laid in the street dead. Whoops. His, his reputation as being a gunman, a man killer, was growing here in Denver. So he went after a time, to Dodge City, Kansas. He's following the circuit. He's going to the boom towns. Whereas down here, he goes to another town. He gets a little slow there. He goes to another town, this town. Dodge City welcomed, welcomed him with open arms. And there is when he became a faro dealer. He ran the gambling side of the Long Branch Saloon, the most famous saloon probably in all of the western of the Old West. Chuck Beeson, who would become mayor, and William Harris were its owners. Luke did so well that he bought a quarter ownership of the Dodge City Bank. He also held the position of vice president of that bank. He became half owner in a ranch called the COD, the Cattle Brand and Operation. Sharp was invested heavily in Kentucky whiskey. Basically, what it meant was get rid of your prostitutes. And Luke did, he complied. 
Then number, number, number 271 of the second ordinance said, define and punish vagrancy. Now, according to this, keepers of brothels, gambling houses, and those engaged in any unlawful calling whatsoever were subject to prosecution. Every saloon there, every den there, except for one. Abe Webster's Alamo Saloon. Things spiraled when Luke figured out what was going on and, and was complaining about Abe having his saloon open and nobody else could have their operation. He hired back the prostitutes, saloon girls. Not all of them, but you know, enough. And the police came to stop him. He held him off at gunpoint. Actually, he ran into his saloon, barricaded it, and threatened to kill anybody that came in, and they just stayed outside waiting until he gave up, which he did. He came out. He got arrested. He was taken by gunpoint to the head, to the train. He was told to never come back, because if he did, he would die. Now, this little coup d'etat, was about taking away the Long Branch. They stole his Long Branch saloon. They took over his half of the bank. They took over his half ownership of the ranch, COD. They took everything. Well, Luke is not one to stand by and let anything happen to him. He reached out and contacted a very close friend of his, Bat Masterson. Bat immediately telegraphed for Wyatt Earp to come. Meanwhile, Bat went up and sat down with the governor of Kansas and convinced him that they were going into, well, they told him they were going into Dodge, what they were going to do, what the plan was. And he convinced the governor to keep the militia keep the cavalry, keep other law enforcements from going into that town while, while they were there. The governor agreed. So, White shows up, plans are made, Bat and Luke were at a farm outside of Dodge City waiting. Wyatt was the first man in to the town. And then there was a few other men that would start to roll in, one or two at a time, from different angles. These guys would become well-known in Western folklore. Jack Vermillion, Dan Tipton, Johnny Millsap, Johnny Green, Shotgun Collins, Bill Tilleman, Charlie Bassett, Frank McLean, Neil Brown, and of course, Wyatt Earp. These guys were all former lawmen and very big gunslingers. That, well, they called it the suppression of vice and immortality. Basically, what it meant was get rid of your prostitutes. And Luke did, he complied. 271 of the second ordinance said define and punish 
vagrancy. Now, according to this, keepers of brothels, gambling houses, and those engaged in any unlawful calling whatsoever were subject to prosecution. Every saloon there, every den there, except for one. Yep, Abe Webster's Alamo Saloon. Things spiraled when Luke figured out what was going on and, and was complaining about Abe having his saloon open and nobody else could have their operation. He hired back the prostitutes, saloon girls. Not all of them, but you know enough. As the police came to stop him, Johnny Green, Shotgun Collins, Bill Tilleman, Charlie Bassett, Frank McLean, Neil Brown, and of course Wyatt Earp. These guys were all former lawmen and very big gunslingers. Okay. Now, on the other side was then Mayor Digger, D E G E R, Sheriff Hinkle, Mike Sutton, the city's attorney, and Abe Webster, plus their friendships with others. They kept trying and trying to get the militia. They tried to get the cavalry in. The cavalry wasn't far away, but they were camped. They obeyed their orders. So when these guys came in and they knew what was happening, and Wyatt got a hold of one of the deputy marshals that was a friend of his and convinced him to swear Wyatt in as a deputy. He turned around and swore in all of these other guys as town deputies. Thus, when they were done, they were called the... So when these guys came in and they knew what was happening, and Wyatt got a hold of one of the deputy marshals that was a friend of his and convinced him to swear Wyatt in as a deputy. He turned around and swore in all of these other guys as town deputies. Thus, when they were done, they were called the Dodge City Commission. There's photographs of, of a good many of them. They never fired a shot. They took over the town. The mayor, the sheriff, everybody sat down, and they agreed to give Luke Short back everything that they took from him and allow him and the other saloons to go back to how they used to be. They never fired a shot. They took over the town. The mayor, the sheriff, Everybody sat down, and they agreed to give Luke Short back everything that they took from him and allow him and the other saloons to go back to how they used to be. And they were warned. If they went back on their word, all of these men would, would be back, and there would be hell to pay. But they kept their word. But Luke was no fool. He realized that his time was getting close here. Eventually, somebody will take a pot shot at him. So he sold everything, packed up, and he left. Yes, he did. He wound up in Fort Worth, Texas. Also a big town, also a lot of gambling. And he was very well welcomed. People knew who he was. He was hired 
by the white by the white elephant saloon right across from the stockyards. Now, everything was going hunky dary, but there was a man in town. He was a former sheriff, town marshal. He opened up his own detective agency there, and he would go around shaking down the saloons, the brothels, the gambling dens for protection money. Well, they all paid him, except for one, Luke Short. They refused. What happened next? Well, he came back to try to shake him down, and he refused again. And he came back, and he was refused again. This time, he was all leathered up with alcohol, and he came back, and he wasn't about to take no for an answer. He had somebody go into the saloon. They brought Luke out. Luke was warned. He was there, that Courtright, Jim Courtright, who was himself a very dangerous man, was there to talk to him. So he stepped out front. He was being shaken, shaken down. He said no. Jim Courtright reached for his gun. It was a holster-type pistol. When he pulled it out, or started to pull it out, it got hooked in his watch chain. Luke turned around and shot him twice. He was dead before he ever hit the ground. Same thing happened to a man by the name of Charlie Storms. Charlie Storms in Tombstone. He tried to shake him down, scare him away. He grabbed Luke, pulled him out, to, out in the street, and he died before he ever hit the ground. Anyway, long story short, his life was coming to an end. Uh, he came down with a disease called edema. And what it is, it's an excess of watery fluids collecting in the cavities or tissues of his body. In a sense, he slowly drowned to death. He died at the age of 40. He was, a, he was a, a professional gambler by trade. He used his gun when necessary. And he was very well liked and respected by everybody that ever knew him, except for those four or five men. So my question to you before I leave, oh, man. would you consider him an outlaw, a gunslinger, or a man that knew how to handle himself and used whatever force he had to use at the time? Okay, everybody, I'm signing off here. Uh, thank you for your time. If you want to know more about Luke, read the book, A Fraternity, A Fraternity of Gunslingers, True Stories of the Wild West Gunmen. There's two volumes, volume one and two. And I think you'll enjoy knowing more about Luke, as you will more about the other gunmen. Take it easy, and thank you so much. Stay tuned for next week's tale.